Blog Talk Radio. Broadcasting and podcasting live from the studio of EloquentOnline.net in beautiful New Braunfels, Texas, Republic thereof. This is the Power of Performance, the show that asks the question, if your brand were a band, would you leave the audience wanting more? The name of the episode today, we're back to practice, perform, review, and repeat part two. Last time we talked about practice, this time we're going to talk about the actual performance, the actual live performance that you put on each and every day at your brand. And then, of course, we'll talk about the need to review it. Um, Not sure how often you would do that. That's something we could have a discussion about. And then, of course, you have to repeat it. And that, that cycle, I think every brand that is facing an audience that is customer centric, that is member centric and client centric has that cyclical uh, quality to it. I want to send a quick shout out to uh, Michelle Christie out at GTE Financial. Had a great, uh, charming conversation in some ways with her, a millennial um, young person. She asked me how I got involved in banking, and I said it went back quite a ways. In fact, I used to sell internet banking. And she asked a question as soon as I said that that I thought was so very uh, charming in a generational context. She said, you sold Internet banking with the emphasis on the word sold, because, of course, for millennials, Internet banking just is. It's just there. Even the term today sounds archaic when you think about going on your computer, logging into your AOL or whatever, and then going to the financial institution's website. I mean, just look how long it takes just describing it. And you can pick up your phone like I just did, and in four easy steps, do basically everything and more um, than we could ever dream of back in 2000 when I was selling internet banking for a company called Caveat. Dot com, whose claim to fame was they only sold internet banking to credit unions. It was also what did them in because credit unions, for all their talk about, we only want to work with people who work with credit unions exclusively, uh, were the first to go off and pick data uh, other um, providers, solutions providers that worked with, with banks and other financial institutions. And of course, some of it was based upon the data processor. We, we couldn't sell a product if we couldn't have, if we didn't have an interface with the data processor at your financial institution. And again, this was, this was way back. We were uh, selling strictly internet banking and bill pay. And I think at one point we had a product where you could fill out a loan application, print it out, and fax it or walk it over to your local uh, credit union to apply for a loan. But I just thought that was interesting. You sold internet banking? I did. I sold quite a lot of it. And I also had the pleasure of seeing uh, a lot of credit unions who didn't get it, who didn't see the need to have it. And many of those credit unions just aren't around anymore. They didn't have the infrastructure to, to host 
boost a, a product like that or support a product like that. And there's small credit unions. I called in everybody I could. I had South Texas, and there were hundreds of credit unions in my territory at the time. And of course, uh, you know, history catches up with a lot of those smaller credit unions, and a lot of those guys are gone. So when we get back, oh, and I also want to send a quick shout out to last week's guest, Johnny B in D.C. John Bratsakis, great show, great great guy. And um, I said in the comments this week uh, that he's he's a unique quality that I don't a word you don't always hear. Um, he's earnest. And I, I don't know if I have time to explain the difference, but I think Ernest, it, there's, it's different. I mean, obviously he's honest and he's a, um, a, a good, great professional in the banking marketplace, but, but he's earnest. He's willing to be all in for what he's passionate about without being blind to some of the areas in the marketplace that need to be improved. And so I appreciate uh, him joining us on the show last week. But hey, when we get back, we're going to talk about, hey, we've practiced. Now the curtain's going to go up and it's time to perform. And just some elements about that that I wanted to share with you as we apply to the live performance that you're putting on each and every day. What is your audience seeing? What are they remembering? What are they sharing? What are they telling other people about? Would they share the experience of the performance that you put on today? Would they share it in the context of, wow, you've got to go um, check out this place. It's so great. The service is so great. Or do they say the other thing that people say, oh, it's the most terrible place to go. I had an occasion to go into a um, very big credit union recently, and uh, one of the biggest credit unions in America. And um, there was nothing bad. But there was also nothing really uh, dynamic either, and and you could say, hey, it it can't be, uh, you know, rock and roll and disco balls 24 hours a day. Uh, but I do believe a great live performance leaves the audience wanting more. And hey, name the show. That's the power of performance, and we'll talk about it all right after this. Listen live or you can listen later. This is the power of performance. Ah, uh, yeah. Speaking of disco balls, that classic song from Sister Sledge. Gosh, I think back in the 70s, if I'm not mistaken. Not Diana Ross, not the point of sisters. That would be Sister Sledge. All right, let's talk about the actual performance, the one that people see and hear and remember and occasionally share and occasionally comment on. Um, the venue, I think, is where we have to start. The, the the place that I went into, by the way, the other day, this big credit union, first of all, the venue was beautiful. It was very, very clean, very, very well laid out, brightly lit. I, I did have to chuckle a little bit um, at the security guard who looked to be, I don't know, about 107 years old, and um, I don't know if he was armed or not, but you know you have to have security at, at you know large banks and credit unions and stuff like that. But that was just a just an observation I made. Uh, but the venue itself was very very nice, and that's a that's a big part of it. We've all been um, to a movie, and the movie's great, but the theater is filthy, or the temperature is is too cold or too warm. All of those things impact the performance. I wonder how many times managers actually go out there and just observe what the audience is observing at your brand. It's a very, very different thing when you do it that way, when you separate yourself 
yourself from your role in the brand and become an observer of the brand the way your customers, clients, and members do. And so it's something to think about. You know, the venue, um, what does it look like? Is it clean? Is it easy to navigate? And then, of course, there's volume. Again, back to that you know, movie uh, experience. We've all been in movies. I mean, I know, I know with all the action movies now that they need to be loud, but I've been in movie theaters. It's too loud. It's uncomfortably loud. Now, I don't know if you would ever say that at a, at a rock concert or something like that. I, I know I've been at concerts where my seats were so bad that I didn't think it was loud enough. And I don't know if you complain about that. But as an example, when we were putting on our live performance at the bank in Midland, Texas many years ago, we, we had an employee that had a problem with volume, um, very loud, very, very loud, which wasn't a problem when she was congratulating somebody on a new baby or an exciting life event. But when she was telling somebody, you're overdrawn $163 in your account and I didn't write those checks, um, that, that's a little too loud and something we always had to be uh, you know, concerned about. And, and honestly, candidly, um, the, the manager, the, the leader of that performance, rarely did anything about it, didn't want to offend anybody, wanted everyone to get along. But that's just an example of the volume. You know, you have to be aware of that. What What is the right volume for the occasion? That's why I think music makes such a great metaphor for putting on a great business performance. There are some times when you need to speak quickly and sometimes when you need to speak slowly. Sometimes you need to be a little louder and sometimes a little bit Software. The great dynamics that you find in music can be applied to the conversations, the consultative conversations, the transactional conversations that we have with our audience each and every day. And so it's important that you pick the right volume, especially on the phone. I, I still use the contact center at my bank, and um, sometimes the volume of the other employees that you can hear in the background is a little is a little distracting. You wonder, you know, is this person really concentrating on this when I can hear, hear people laughing and, and goofing off in the background? It's just something that the audience does notice, I believe, especially nowadays when so many of us are using, you know, Bluetooth devices and headsets and things like that, which I think greatly uh, improve the audio quality. But it also makes it easier to hear some of those imperfections that go on when the when the venue might not be set up as ideally as it could be. And of course, um, visually, I think it matters. What is your stage? What is your style at your brand? You know, when um, when I was growing up, we were members of the Woodlake Golf and Country Club, very caddyshack. Today it would be just a really, really nice neighborhood center. But it was an 18-hole um, beautiful golf course and country club and pool and tennis courts and a gym and a, just, just a great place to grow up. Well, while Alice Cooper, and if you're if you're a millennial, you might have to go look this guy up. Alice Cooper uh, put on a stage performance that was outrageous. That was his calling card. Well, I had a chance to meet him when he was playing golf over at the Woodlake Country Club when he was in San Antonio for a concert. Totally nicest, normal guy. And I remember him telling me, Jason, it's all an act for when I'm on Stage. And I thought that was such a great point. I think about that all the time, that there's so many things that get in the way of us putting on our best live performance. Cars break down. Uh, couples get in arguments. There are things weighing on our minds that we, we bring onto the stage with us, and you can't. You have to be a completely different person when that curtain goes up and when you're face-to-face with the audience. And as like I said, you, know, you have to have stage presence and style. Every brand has stuff. Every banking brand has 
stuff, checking accounts, debit cards, a mobile app, online lending platform. That's just stuff. But not every brand has style. You know, Alice Cooper had a certain style. Now, it was revolting to anybody over the age of 30, but that's why he was successful. He told, I remember him telling me, I do whatever drives the parents crazy, and he was spot on. Do you have style at your brand? I know you have stuff. I know you have stuff, but do you have style? Because that is what people remember. When I went into that, that big credit union recently, I mean, they have a style. They have a brand. They have the, the familiar colors that I associate um, with this credit union that I used to be a member of. I'm not anymore. Um, but, yes, I would say they had a certain style. Now, the, the people, the, the person that helped me and kind of showed me where to go for what I needed to do, it was nothing, nothing bad. I will tell you this, though. Just as an observation, um, if you watch somebody that is performing on stage, uh, an actor or a singer, songwriter, or a band, you almost never see them performing while looking at their phone. That, my, that was my only ding on this brand is that the, the receptionist was looking at her phone when, when I walked up. That, that conveys, um, hey, you're interrupting me kind of vibe. It's just something to be mindful of. I would heartily encourage you, if you're a manager, if you are a senior position at your brand, that you occasionally go out there. You don't need to hire mystery shoppers. Just go do it yourself. Just go out there and watch the performance, watch the visual cues, watch the way the audience reacts to what they're seeing and hearing and what they think of the venue. What do you think of the venue? What do you think it's, it looks the way it should? And then ask yourself, we know we have all this stuff, but do we have style? Because that's what people remember, that's what people share, and that's what separates you from all the other myriad of brands that do essentially the same thing that you do each and every day. Next week, we're going to talk about a performance culture. You know, Culture can be difficult to describe, but as my friend uh, Dr. David Tuyo once said, culture eats strategy for breakfast. So it's worth uh, taking a diversion to talk about that and how culture impacts your brand. So um, this is been practice perform review and repeat part two what are people really thinking and saying and sharing about the live performance that you're putting on today i know sometimes it's transactional hey what's my balance thank you so much i want to move some money from my checking account to my money market and i realize that may not be the place where you know you you just have to put on the dog each and every time but in reality i believe that every interaction you have with your audience moves them on a pendulum closer to loyalty are closer to apathy. And uh, apathy is not a good thing. Most people don't want more of anything that they're apathetic about. So we'll talk about it as we keep going. My name is Jason Dice. You've been listening to The Power Performance, the show that asks the question, if your brand were a band, would you leave the audience wanting more? Until next we speak, I'll talk to you all next week. Take care.